Hello and welcome back to Generation Collaboration. I'm Sanakshi. And I'm Brayden. Before we begin, please like, subscribe, and follow the show wherever you do your listening. Today, we are joined by two members of the Colorado Youth Advisory Council, Sid Naredi and Bavia Surapaneni, and the former state legislator from the Western Slope, Ellen Roberts, to talk to us about generations collaborating in the government. Welcome all to the show. Um, Sid, we'll start with you. Can you tell us a little bit about your experience being in the Colorado Youth Advisory Council? Yeah, thank you for having me. So my name is Sid Naradi. I'm a junior at Peak to Peak Charter School, and I joined the Colorado Youth Advisory Council when I was in my sophomore year, and I'm currently in my second year as a COYAC member. And so as part of this organization, I also serve on the executive committee for this, which provides overall guidance to the council. And previously in the past summer, I have worked with state legislators in our uh, Colorado Youth Advisory Council interim committee on various bills involving youth mental health and youth representation within education. That's amazing. Um, And then Bavia, on to you. Could you tell us a little bit about your experience with the Colorado Youth Advisory Council? Yeah, so I also joined the Colorado Youth Advisory Council last year as a junior. I'm currently a senior. Um, On my second year, I'm also in the executive committee alongside Sid and a few other people. And it's just been a really rewarding experience overall. I've gotten a lot of chances to interact with legislators, to interact with other youth who are just as passionate about government as I am, and to make changes that I never envisioned I could be doing as a 16 and 17-year-old. So, yeah, it's been a really exciting time in my life, and I'm, I'm happy to be there. Awesome. And then, Alan, on to you. I'm curious, what's your connection with Koyak? Yeah, when I first got into the state legislature back in 2007, um, it occurred to me that we didn't have enough input from the youth in Colorado. So it was a bill that I worked on with 22 youth down in southwest Colorado, and we presented it and fortunately got it passed. And today, Koyak is still in existence, which is totally exciting. So 14 years, I think, now. Awesome. That's amazing. And you said that you served in the Colorado state government. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yes, I I was the state representative out of Durango for four years and then spent six years in the Colorado Senate, again, from the southwest corner. Thank you, Ellen. Um, I guess to start, I want to ask, why did you all get involved um, and develop a passion for government? I can go first, I guess. Um, Honestly, I joined Koyak on a whim. I got an email about it, and I had no idea what it was. Um, But once I started, it was really easy to get sucked into it. Like, it's you're doing things you really never see yourself doing um, as a teenager, developing public policy, meeting with people from all over the state. Like, it's honestly addictive. It's super fun. You're spending time with people you would never otherwise be around or even know that they exist. Um, and I think for me, I, I just loved the policy, um, getting the chance to be so involved in government, to be doing things that legislators are doing and to have such a big impact on the people that are always around you. Um, just being able to influence teens everywhere through policy. That's what 
that's what drew me in, I guess, once I, once I started and then kept me there and I'm still enjoying it. What about you, Sid? Yeah, so for me personally, um, I primarily joined because I knew a couple of the previous Koyak members. And so I just thought it would be a cool thing to join. But then after I joined, I think one of the main things that really stuck with me after our very first meeting was that we were told that we're one of the like very like few youth groups within the nation who has the ability and the capacity to make change in the way that we would. And so prior to my involvement with Koyak, I spent a lot of time volunteering in the community and through those experiences, I got to see like a lot of the problems that youth within Colorado face um, within the community itself. And just being able to bring that to Koyak and have a tangible way to solve those problems was honestly a super empowering experience for me. And that's why I continued on with Koyak. That's awesome. Ellen, what do you think about what they were saying with their experiences in Koyak? You know, I'm... I'm thrilled that they're excited and they're exactly, they sound similar to the students that got involved at the front end. But um, I think the desire to be involved and engaged in policymaking can and should start really early. And they're making a change right now by being in the Colorado Capitol and helping legislators see what it's like to live today. Um, One thing I noticed when I was a state legislator, I was already in middle age years. My kids had graduated from high school. Actually, my son got his GED instead of graduating from high school. And as you can imagine, I spent a lot of hours talking with him about why would you possibly not finish and graduate with your class? I saw that school was a much different experience for him than it was for me growing up. And I realized looking around at the legislature, we have very few young people, okay? We had no young people to really let us know what it was like today to be a high school student. And so it really struck me that we needed to have a pipeline that went both ways to the legislators, but also to help shape those students who might have an interest in this in public service down the road, how to give them a head start Um, on stepping into that direction because we need people like the Koyakers. It's awesome that you now have youth that can be able to, like, you know, take that action and, like, promote bills to get passed to help support other youth. So um, along those lines, um, could you tell us a little bit about how Koyak works in partnership with youth and adults? Yeah, so I can take that. Um, so in regards to COEX partnership with, in, with youth and adults, essentially what we do is we form a framework for youth to be able to conduct research, um, figure out what the community needs and what the youth in the community need. And they're able to take that and bring it to a space where they know action will be taken. So within our interim committee, we meet with state legislators and we talk to them about the problems that we found within our community and how we want to address them. And so by introducing this problem and the solution within a formalized space, we're able to create voice for these sorts of conversations about these various topics to happen and for tangible change to happen as a result. That's awesome. And I'm going to I want to press you a little more on that. You talk about research and outreach in the community to see what youth need. How do you do that? Yeah, so. Primarily, what we start off by doing is splitting off into various topic areas, such as like mental health, substance abuse, 
And from those areas, we reach out to local organizations, local representatives, and we sort of talk to them about the needs that they're seeing within the community. And in addition, we uh, sometimes put out surveys to get the youth opinion directly. And so by meeting with all these community leaders, organizations, and state legislators, we're able to sort of gain a comprehensive picture of like what's happening within that specific topic area in Colorado. And on that topic area, is this specifically for youth or is it kind of for everybody in Colorado in general? Yeah, so Koyak was made with the intention of uplifting youth voice and the problems that we choose to solve are problems that specifically impact youth. Okay. Great. Um, Pavia, could you tell us a little bit about like, I know you both have talked about like mental health and substance abuse, and those are two topics you've addressed being a part of Koyak. So how have you been able to see a difference after passing a certain bill to support youth? So currently where we're at in our, like our Koyak cycle, um, we've passed three bills through interim committee. Uh, we passed our substance abuse bill, our disciplinary inequity in education bill, and our eating disorders bill. Those are the three bills that'll be entering the General Assembly come January. So honestly, we haven't seen those bills be implemented yet. And if they are passed through the General Assembly, the changes would be huge. Like we would see those everywhere. Um, for example, in the past, Koyak had a bill where we put Colorado Crisis Services on the back of student IDs. If you look at your student ID right now, you'll see Colorado Crisis Services there, which is really cool that we we know the people who worked on that. We we watched the research happen. We saw it go through interim committee and saw it go through the General Assembly. So we're seeing these changes everywhere all around us with every youth in Colorado. And I think that's something that's unmatched by any other experience. That is amazing. And I think being able to have youth fighting for other youth and seeing that change in the community is huge. Um, Alan, I'm curious, how have you been able to see a difference um, in the community after passing certain bills to support youth? I, you know, I just feel so much better knowing Koyak is there and actively engaged. The other great thing is I see legislators, those who I don't even know because they're serving now and, and time has passed, seeing them engage with youth and giving them um, the consideration that they deserve in terms of these tough topics. Koyak from the beginning has never been tackling light, fluffy stuff. Um, not saying that the legislature has light, fluffy stuff, but there are days where sometimes you wonder what difference does it make, but Koyak has always zeroed in on really tough issues and the kind that, again, legislators need to hear, what is it like today to be a teenager instead of trying to imagine back 20, 30, 40 years. So um, I think they're, they are performing a true public service and helping shape policy in a lot of ways. And honestly, one thing I'd have to say is um, something I didn't anticipate but I've told Koyak groups that I've met over the years, they role model a civil discourse and an openness to each other that, frankly, the adults don't do a very good job with, especially today with partisan politics. So I, I have always been, uh, my heart is overflowing when I see how Koyak members respond to each other and regardless of their own philosophical bent or political bent or where they live in the state, they have stayed open to new ideas. 
And I think the adults have a lot to learn uh, from that. We'd have we'd have better policymaking if we would approach it like Koyak does. That's awesome. And I want to talk a little bit more about that partisanship that you talked about. Um, partisanship, as many people know, is a big issue in our country. And it's seen all the way up to the national level, all the way down to the billboards you see on the side of the street promoting certain bills. Um, how do you believe that organizations like Koyak can help stop partisanship? I think you have to know individuals as people, you know, and stop going, you're in this party, therefore I either automatically like you or I automatically don't like you, or you're from rural Colorado, so you can't possibly understand what it's like to live in downtown Denver or vice versa. I mean, we are Coloradans. We are um, human beings. And so I think, again, that's what I've found really encouraging. And, and I think if Koyak members can carry that forward into their adult years and whether it's in politics or public service or not, I think they will be role models and be able to know how much more you can get done in a much more positive way than butting heads all the time. Thank you, Ellen. During your time in the state legislature, you obviously were able to create the Colorado Youth Advisory Council. So could you speak a little bit as to why you created that council and the effects that council has had on making bills? Well, one of the key things, as I mentioned, is is to get authentic youth voice in on what do they see as being big issues. So when we talk about um, standardized testing or driver's license issues, but mental health, physical health, those things, uh, that authentic experience from being a teenager, uh, even today. So it changes, it changes every five years or every two years. I think just having current knowledge about what students are experiencing help make that policymaking all the better. And one of the key things from the start was to approach it in a bipartisan manner So we had both Democrats and Republican legislators who co-sponsored this bill. And at COYAC today, the interim committee is bipartisan on purpose um, so that the learning goes both ways. And what I love about your podcast is that you, I often heard in your last podcast, the phrase, what if? And I think what COYAC attempts to do is take that question, what if, and dream big. What would it take to have a better world? And Koyak is looking at the state of Colorado, but that has always been, I think the goal is it, let every person think what if, and then what's their role in getting to that better place. So I appreciate your podcast and I love the multi-generational aspect of it. I think it's wisdom sharing both ways, youth to the older people and us, you know, helping give you what we might have learned along the way as well. That's awesome. And I love that what if question. And I I see that as a trend kind of in our in our episodes, as you talked about. So, um, Bavi, I'm curious, what what does it take to create a better world? That's a hard one. Um, Like Ellen said, I think fearlessness, being willing to ask hard questions and fail and get answers you don't want to get. I think in Koyak especially, 
um, our coordinator often tells us, don't think about the logistics at first. Don't think about whether this will pass through the legislature, whether it'll pass through the interim committee. Just do what you want to do. Research what you think needs to be done and get it done. Um, because if you're doing what you need to do, it'll work out in the long run or it'll it'll work out however it needs to be. And I think um, hearing that so often from Koyak, from everyone around me, reminds me, you know, you don't have to think so much about whether it'll work, um, just do it. I like that. So what about you? Yeah, so I kind of want to echo the point about taking the initiative, like taking that first step forward to work towards change, even if the step may be a small one, like even if it may be writing a letter to your school or your school district, taking that first step towards change is oftentimes the most important one because that builds momentum. It creates spaces for conversations to happen, and that's the best way for real change to be made. Right. Um, you mentioned creating a space for all of this to be able to happen. So um, can we talk a little bit about how, like, just like breaking down how the COYAC members and the elected officials work together, so both the youth and the adults, and how they create that partnership? Yeah, I think, well, COYAC was obviously created by the legislature, by legislators who wanted to see a youth voice. And I think that reflects in how we do our work um, throughout the entire policymaking process throughout the year. We're meeting with a lot of legislators. Um, we visit the Capitol a couple times throughout the year, and we try to, as much as we can, meet with our own legislators in our own Senate districts and House districts, just because they want to hear what we have to say as much as we want to hear what they have to say. Um, and that's continually worked on those relationships with legislators. We meet with a lot of them to kind of gauge what they think about our policy or what they can inform us about because they've been in the policymaking game for a lot longer than we have. They know more, they have more experience. So it's always really valuable for us to interact with them and see what they have to think. Um, and obviously our policymaking process through COYAC culminates with legislators. Um, they define whether our bills will pass through. And obviously we've been doing that work throughout the year, but their their critique, their feedback is so necessary to making sure that our policies are actionable and useful to implement those and actually see real change. And Sid, going off of what Bavia said about Koyak, it sounds like a lot of it revolves around youth adult partnership. So in your experience, what does an authentic youth adult partnership look like? Yeah, so the youth an adult-like partnership is one that we haven't really seen before in the past. You know, typically, uh, traditionally, we've had youth and ad adults kind of like in their own separate spaces. And very recently, we're starting to see the two spaces start to overlap and work together. And so well, I think that uh, something that really defines this relationship is what e both sides bring to the table, essentially. So what youth bring is passion. They bring a unique perspective about youth issues specifically. And what adults do is they bring experience, they bring maturity and the resources needed to make things happen specifically. And we see that through Koyak because, for example, the youth, we don't know how to write bill drafts. However, we work with the legislative staff um, at the Capitol to put together bill drafts and create that formal legal language that puts the changes that we envisioned into effect. Um, and Ellen, for you... Um, what is it like or how has it been like working with youth who are motivated to shape policy? I, I said after 10 years of being at the state legislature, 
Um, some of the best people I met and interacted with were Koyak members. I found them really inspiring and honestly gave me a lot of hope, um, which hope is one of those fuzzy words, but I felt like young people who were stepping up and thinking about these tough challenges, not only seeing them, but so what are we going to do about it and seeing it as a we, um, not a you, what are you going to do about it? What are we going to do about it was, was what gave me hope because we have so many challenges as a state and as a country and really as a globe that we need people who see it as a shared responsibility to see these problems and tackle them. So I, I just find the Koyak members, again, year after year, have been very inspiring. That's awesome. Um, and then Sid and Bavia, after seeing these bills that are going to be passed in the future, where do you see Koyak going in the future and how these bills are going to be able to help, you know, the future Koyak members and generations as they're coming along? I, we actually discussed this as an executive committee a few weeks ago. Um, I think it's so important that Koyak is growing. And personally, I think it's really valuable and important in the future that Koyak addresses big problems. And we're not afraid of addressing problems that might seem controversial or just might seem hard to solve or even start trying to solve. Um, I think especially this year we're working on, or the bills that we pass through interim committee are bills on problems that might be, might be seen as contentious or might not be agreed upon by a lot of legislators or a lot of people, a lot of citizens in general. Um, and doing that, putting those through interim committee and trying to get those passed through the legislature, I think that's um, kind of a sign or kind of indicating to other Koyak members in the future, the next generation of Koyak, that we can try to solve these problems, even if it even if we might get backlash, even if not everyone's going to agree, like this is our responsibility as youth who are trying to make policy, make a tangible change. We we can do this. We can work on issues that are hard. And Sid, what about you? Yeah, so yeah, just pretty much echoing like similar things with the bills that we're passing. They're hard conversations that had a, have a low probability of happening if it wasn't through our like council and our interim committee. Like, for example, specifically, uh, we're passing a eating disorder bill through our interim committee. And through our research, we've found that this is like a major bill in that it would be one of the first in the nation to do what it does. And it would be a landmark defining bill of what Koyak is and what we do, because what we are trying to do is to have those hard conversations and pass bills that, you know, wouldn't go through normally because having youth participate within the process adds in a unique twist to it which obviously results in unique bills as well. Can you tell us a little bit more about that eating disorder bill? Yeah, so essentially what this eating disorder bill uh, does is it creates an office of disorder eating at the state level within the preventative health department. And so within that, creating that specific department itself, we are also running this bill in conjunction with Mental Health Colorado and some other specific bills that they have relating to eating disorders. Um, so just going off of that, amazing bill. What are some issues that you see today that need to be talked about with policymakers, Bavia? Um, I'd say the one I worked on last year, substance abuse. I think it's more of an issue than it seems because 
I think you can look at the data. You can see how many youth are abusing substances. What is that like in schools? What is that like out of schools? But I think the experiences and just hearing from youth about it adds a lot more to the conversation. And also knowing that data isn't always the whole story. You know, hearing, um, especially as youth, I'm sure we know like substance abuse in schools we know a lot more about it by word of mouth or just seeing it in the bathrooms and school hallways than an adult could ever know from from looking at data about school substance abuse. So I think those types of issues where the whole story will never be told by just the data or what adults can glean from the issue, I think those are the issues that Koyak should be working towards. And I'm glad that in the past year and in future years, we're, st we're starting to address those issues that are really important to us. I think that's a great point about there is more than just data. You know, there's the stories and the people behind data. Um, the numbers are legitimate people. So Ellen, I have a question about that. What are some, I guess, issues that adults see just the data of that need more youth voice in? So like graduation rates. Uh, I can think of times when discussions about Colorado graduation rates and people would look at the data points and only see a percent sign. And what we need are the stories behind those who don't graduate or um, technical training, trade schools, that there was a real shift away from that. But now uh, there was the idea that nobody really wanted to go to trade school. So why, why have a shop class? Well, today we have a real shortage of people with technical education and they can make a lot of money, but we don't have shop class like you used to have. So I think having the youth voice to say what is relevant to our world today, I think, again, the example of the substance abuse, you see a data point, how many, you know, on average, how many high school students use drugs? Well, we don't know the stories behind that. Um, and I think to, if you say, well, let's have a preventive policy for teens using drugs. Uh, you've got to have the stories that go with that, that say, what's that about? Is it about just access to the drug or is there more mental health components to it that come out through the stories? And I think that's why um, Koyak is such an important part is to have that testimony at the Capitol to share that input um, and influence the legislators with that perspective. Awesome. Thank you. So, Sid, how can you get involved in your government, even if you're not at voting age? Yeah, so there's various avenues for youth to be involved within government, even if they aren't of voting age. And I'd say probably the biggest one is to be aware of what's happening. You know, all the way from the national level down to like the school level, simply being aware of what's happening, what decisions are being made and who's making them is an important step to being involved in government because it allows you to have discussions with your peers, allows you to have discussions with community members about what's happening and to identify areas of change based off of that. Awesome. And Bavia, how would you like to see adults get involved in helping to enable more youth get involved in the avenues that Sid talked about? Yeah, adults have such a large role because they 
can give information to youth. And I think something that I personally didn't know until I joined COYAC is a lot, almost all of capital activity of state legislature activity is public. You can attend those meetings. You can testify for any bill um, in opposition or in agreement of a bill. Um, the public has such a large role in government, and I didn't know that. And that's not limited to being above voting age, you can testify as a youth, um, regardless of what age you are. And I think being told that, I had to be told that by an adult because I didn't know that. A lot of youth don't know these things. So I think it really is adults' responsibility to inform us of what opportunities we have and to share those because adults do know a lot of youth and they have the power to disseminate that information. Thank you. Ellen, how do you believe adults can get involved? And I'll, I'll talk to the bigger picture since I'm not at the legislature anymore. But what I would say, adults should never underestimate the thoughtfulness that young people have today on some of the big challenges that are facing the world, really. So um, whether it's at a family Thanksgiving dinner or uh, if it's a casual conversation with a neighbor, um, I would just say that adults should start to reach out a little bit more on those issues. And the world's changing so fast that I think it's hard for adults to stay up with it. And this kind of multi-generational dialogue, a lot of us don't live near our families of origin. And I think having young people and older people uh, just having conversations, not only about the weather, but about some of the challenges happening in our communities. Um, I think if young people will point out where adults might need some broadening of their perspectives, it could be where we get to that place of better uh, dialogue among people. And uh, I just want people to be open to each other, regardless of age, regardless of background. And I think adults could, um, once they don't feel marginalized for being older and capable of having a good conversation with young people, I think we'll all benefit from that. Thank you so much, Ellen. I think that really plays into that larger thing we've been talking about this season of the role labels play in our society and for adults and youth to look at the labels that they put on each other and think about how can I combat these labels so I can authentically partner with these people to create a positive, meaningful change in our community. So thank you for that, Ellen. That's amazing. Sid, Bavia, and Ellen, thank you so much for joining us on Generation Collaboration. It's been so great to learn about each of you and more about your work with Koyak. Today's episode of Generation Collaboration was engineered by Sydney Giannis. Generation Collaboration is produced by David Layden and Lauren Steve Pack. Our theme song, Find It, was recorded at Youth on Record by Esme Patterson and members of the Youth on Record community. Generation Collaboration is a co-production of Colorado Young Leaders and Youth on Record. Learn more about Colorado Young Leaders at coloradoyoungleaders.org or on Instagram and TikTok at coyoungleaders. You can learn more about Youth on Record and its programs at youthonrecord.org and on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Youth on Record. Thank you again for listening to Generation Collaboration. You can listen to this podcast on the Colorado Young Leaders website, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We hope you'll join us again soon. Until then, I'm Sanakshi. And I'm Brayden. And we'll see you next time on Generation Collaboration.